Hey, this is Christian. And this is Dan. And this is The Amazing Nerd Show. That's right, we're back. We're back. Episode 6, man. Episode 6, here we go. I know. Contest, is there one still? There is a contest still going, believe it or not. It's ending next week. Ending next week. That's right, so you guys need to get on board now. What, what do they need to do to win? Head over to iTunes, we're running our very first contest, people. Alright, all you have to do is look us up, Amazing Nerd Show, uh, on iTunes, click subscribe, give us a five-star rate, write a review, and you'll automatically be entered in a random drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card and more. Lots more. And like I said, we are going to be announcing the winner on next week's episode. Number seven. So make sure you're listening. All right. A podcast like us, we thrive off these reviews. So do us a favor and write one, people. We live for your attention. That's right. If you like the show, <laughs> go ahead, give us a review. If you, you might win something. If you don't like the show, still give us a review. Yeah, you can go screw yourself afterwards. Uh, well, but yeah. hey, nice look at the gift card I have. Mm. Right? I know. <laughs> All right, man. What's going on? We got a lot going on in the comic book world for both movies and on the page. And that's what we're doing this episode. We are mm-hmm. going to be doing a preview for all the comic book movies in 2018. This is going to be part one. Enter explosion here. That's right. <laughs> that's a little edit note for Christian. Um, so we are going to be going ahead. We are not going to be starting off with Black Panther. We're going to save that for next week since the movie's actually coming out next week. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of save the best for last, if you will. But let's talk about what actually was on the rack this past week. A lot of good books. A lot of good books. That's and right. so-so books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's start off with Metal Man. How did you feel about Metal? Um, just like I do every single issue, I get super way too into it. As well, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's, it's not a bad thing, but then the more time goes by, the more I have to think about the whole story as an arc, everything, I'm like... Is this really something that's that great? It's it's more it speaks to the the evil in me that wants to see all the villains <laughs> succeed and the heroes constantly put in peril. You've been definitely getting that for the last six exactly issues, right five six five issues? I think this it's is five, issue issue. five yeah. right. It feels much longer because of all the tie-ins. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I I I love the ending of the book. You know, I thought it was a great ending, great Wonder Woman moment. Um, I don't know if we want to do like a little recap because um, I don't know where to begin with that <laughs> book. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot to absorb. I know this might bleed into the previous one, but Superman, Batman, uh, they found um, what's his name, uh, Hawkman, turned into uh, Barbados's slave. At this point, mm-hmm. everything leads back to the dark, um, and they're trying to bring him back out of that. Because they believe he's pretty much the savior at this point. He's the only one that can really stop Barbados. And uh, we have that going on. There's uh, Wonder Woman and the rest of the uh, Justice League are trying to get the last bits of Nth Metal so that they can um, fight back and hopefully win. Yeah, and they're trying. The, the Dark Universe hasn't officially dropped yet, right? No, yeah. They keep saying it's like right there. It's on the crust. Yeah. All they need is that last bit. And I, 
I think at the end of this book, that's pretty much what they get. Yes, yes. A very, very dark ending, mm-hmm. but an awesome moment for Wonder Woman. Um, you know, I think my biggest issue with this book is just kind of just overall, just kind of how the whole miniseries is going. It's just the story structure of it. Mm. I feel like we're always playing catch up, you know, where they're at like the beginning of the story. It's just a lot of information being thrown at you, kind of telling the reader, hey, in case you didn't read the, you know, hundred tie-ins that we've (laughs) had, this is exactly what's happening. This is why we're doing it. So for someone who's actually read the tie-ins, it feels a little bit much. Um, But, you know, with the the time in between the books, too, I feel like they need to do that. I'm concerned that once this book is collected and you read it through, that the narrative is not going to, you know, feel like smooth it's gonna feel very like okay why i know this just happened mm. you know <laughs> like this as a on the last page. as a once a month like little special event that happens yeah it's, it's enjoyable because you're just picking up the book but the problem is it's not once a month that's the problem with the book yeah you know right now that's been my kind of issue with it the tie-ins um, have been way too important yes i will agree with you there because i even though i feel like i've read most of the tie-ins i feel like i'm still lost mm-hmm. in the beginning of the book and i'm playing catch up i actually had to go back and read the last issue of Metal to see where we're at exactly, where all the characters were at. Because there was kind of a time, you know, a, a few, a, a month in between? Yeah. Or a month and a half in between? There was a month with no tie-ins, no yeah, extra books. Yeah, so I felt a little lost. Um, but, I mean, overall, I, I've enjoyed it. It's Snyder being Snyder, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just a whole lot of characters doing a whole lot of things that I don't quite understand. Um you know, like, I feel like there's almost too much story for the mm. amount of issues that they have. I wish that almost it was just all happening in the main book, and maybe it'd be a 10-issue story. I don't feel like this one has, like, previous issues, yeah. I see that those problems happen so much. This one, not as much. I felt like there wasn't a congruent story going throughout it. I didn't feel like it was so hindered by um, tie-ins and stuff like that. Because mostly, I mean, the previous book had explained this is the plan that they're doing. Now they're going to go out and do it. That's what I, I saw happening. I still feel like there's a lot of exposition, though. I feel like we're still like, hey, this is why we're on this planet right now. <laughs> and hey, this is why Plastic Man's an egg. And hey, this is why... There's just a lot of characters mm-hmm. explaining things to other characters. Where the first two books, what I loved about it was, yeah, you had that happening, but there was these awesome action scenes going on. Yeah, you know, And this still had a really cool action scene at the end. But overall, it was kind of like a lot of characters kind of standing around talking to each other. So, I mean, that's where my disappointment lays. But, you know, there's still two issues left. There's one tie-in and... Yeah, there's one major tie-in and then the actual final book. Yeah, so I'm interested to see where it goes, especially with the announcement of Snyder, you know, doing Justice League. Mm -hmm. You know, after this, he's doing a mini-series, a four-issue weekly series... No Justice, and then he's going to go into his own Justice League book. It's going to be an interesting world in DC. Yeah, and it's supposed to be all about the multiverse, it mm-hmm. looks like. At least the Justice League books are. So I'm I'm excited to see where they go and where they take this. I feel like it's just going to lead to another big event because that <laughs> feels like what both you know mm-hmm. comic book companies are doing right now, um, which is unfortunate. But I feel like DC might give us a better payoff in the end. They're willing to pull the trigger you know and do these reboots and do these new you know well what was interesting was learning about bendis taking over superman 
and seeing what maybe what kind of play that Superman will have in uh, Snyder's work future going on. That is interesting, and I, I would love, and I think they actually talked about doing a project together, Snyder and Bendis. Which would be which interesting. Would, yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, Superman's probably the last character I would expect Bendis mm. to do, but he might really be able to, because he might be able to liven up Superman, you know, for me. Yeah. You know, and this, is, <laughs> this is just my opinion. Superman always feels very, like, one-dimensional and very wooden to me. So having Bendis write that dialogue might be awesome. Um I mean, at me all you want. I like as soon as I heard Bendis taking this book, I was like, "Oh, now I actually have to care about a Superman book." Yeah, this might actually give me some I'll reason pick it to up. read. I will pick it up, mm-hmm. and that'll be the first Superman book that I picked up in a long time. So I agree with you. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah, no. I mean, let's let's talk about the ending in the book, though. I mean that what what one hell of an ending? <laughs> you know, everything led back to the dark. That's right. That's right. You have the man who laughs. Uh, basically confronting Wonder Woman. She has this moment and then, you know, he basically snuffs it out for her. Uh, but she, you know, once again, you know, she's Wonder Woman mm. and she's not going to, she's not going to go out, you know, on her back. And I love that whole like moment where he's telling her, you know, we've, we've seen this happen over and over and over again. You're just going to do what you always do, which is fight till the very end. And he just lets her go and lets her do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes you wonder too, at least me, like, is that Bruce, you know, trying to, like, you know, Bruce inside of the man who laughs, mm. trying to, you know, help the situation in his own way, you know, subconsciously, that he would let Wonder Woman, because he has to know Wonder Woman's a threat regardless, mm. you know, and you want to just snuff them out as quick as possible, but, you know, maybe not. <laughs> so, but it, it was a great final scene with Wonder Woman. And Hawkgirl standing, you know, on the battlefield. I didn't like the... how easily Hawkgirl was able to switch out of her control. It was a little gimmicky mm. with the uh, lasso around her fist, you know, and she punches her. And then what? I don't, like, I don't remember. I know the truth. I remember. I'm back to normal. I was like, I have never seen Wonder Woman pull this trick before. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like something she'd be doing left and right. So, yeah, I can see it. But it served its purpose. Yeah. You know, and like it like got you there. So um, it was a cool scene at the end, though, when she's standing on that battlefield and they know they're facing impossible odds and they're just diving into that full on, you know, mm-hmm. army of darkness, you know, for lack of a better term. I mean, what this left me wondering is like, what where is Cyborg? What is him and his team doing? What's going on? Because, I mean, they pretty much. See, I wasn't wondering that because I totally forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Where the hell was Cyborg? What is Cyborg doing? What is what is with his angle with Raven going on? Remember that that's, oh, that was yeah, a whole big thing. League. Yeah, and they're like, oh, all right, we have this big plan to to stop everything, and he's he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, wow. so that's why I'm like, you just blew my mind. <laughs> well, maybe that's what this tie-in, right? It's, yeah, is it um, metal metal rising? rising? Yeah, okay, metal rising. Um, I'm assuming this is when the heroes finally start to get some kickback. I feel like they have a lot of story left. And they only have two issues. Mm-hmm. So that makes me a little nervous that they're going to be like just rushing to tell and finish this story. I mean, unless we're getting 50 page issues, <laughs> which could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. It could be a giant sized issue. And I hope so, because I feel like there's still a lot of story to tell here, um, but just not a lot of time. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm still on board. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Snyder's never let me down yet. 
but we'll see. I'm just getting tired of this like big event format that we're getting. It seems like this was hmm. they almost took a page out of Marvel's book with the format they're they're using. Well, with I feel how like much tie-ins mean yeah. and matter and like how if you don't really read the tie-ins, you are going to miss something. And the main book's narrative isn't strong enough to carry the story on its own, and that's been kind of my issue with hmm. this. Well, I feel like at least with this story, it's not going to be Secret Empire where, you know, we saw this bad happen and then it doesn't matter anymore. I feel like this is going to actually have this major effect on their entire multiverse. And I feel like Snyder's going to continue to play with that as he goes on, especially since he has the reins to. I hope so. I really hope it resonates. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, and it feels like it's going to with Snyder taking over Justice League, like you were saying. So, all right, man. Metal. That was metal. That was metal. Uh... Phoenix, I would say we should talk about. Let's talk about Phoenix. <laughs> Something that didn't really resonate with That's me. That's right. Wah, wah. Where do we go? I mean, it started off strong, that arc in general. For me, I was like, okay, I could I could get there. I could get somewhere. But the fact that it was this four, no, five, sorry, five issues. It was almost it, weekly. So at least it was mm-hmm. almost weekly. I'll give them that. Was it bi-weekly or... No, it was weekly for a time. I think mm. there was one issue, the fourth issue, where there was a week in between. But it was weekly, so they kind of, like, got it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it, it ultimately felt just rushed to it. But it really did feel like it was just, a, a, just I don't know, a means to an end. Mm. Really. I don't think I'm going to remember this in five years. No, I'm not going to remember why Gene is back. Mm. Um, it felt a little weird um, that you had basically... Gene breaking up with the Phoenix Force in this book. I didn't quite understand where, like, the Avengers were during this. Like, why this wasn't a bigger event. Mm-hmm. Because what you saw in Avengers vs. X-Men, you know, once they found out the, the Phoenix Force was coming to Earth, everyone responded. Here, in this series, you have all these Phoenix events happening around yeah. the world... And only the X-Men are responding. Well, that's exactly why I got excited at the beginning of No Surrender, because I'm like, what if this is, like, them responding to Phoenix, like, coming down out of nowhere? Yeah, and that's it felt like it should have been bigger. Mm-hmm. And this is a very isolated event. So I think that's partially why I'm disappointed. Um, the ending, you know, with her kind of, you know, breaking up with me, because it really was. It yeah. felt like a breakup. You know, the Phoenix Force was like, you know, you've always been the one. Yes, I've possessed other, you know, humans before, but, you know, it always comes back to you. And Gene's like, you know, I've, you know, I've secretly loved the high of being with you at times, but I can't do this anymore. Um, she, you know, takes his best shots, which is like, he's basically trying to tempt her back by bringing back all of her, like, dead loved ones. Yeah. And you get this, I'll say it's a cool moment where he brings back uh, Cyclops. Yeah, that and was... you have this kind of touchy moment between her, but she's like, no, I understand. Mm. You know, you, you, you have to die. You know, this wasn't meant to be. And she, like, you know, Cyclops collapses in her arms. Um, that was a cool moment, but that wasn't enough to carry this whole series and to make it worthwhile. And I understand that Marvel wants Jean Grey back, and that's where they're going. I mean, next mm. week is X-Men Red. Yep. So it's going to be her <laughs> with her own team of X-Men. Um, Which, should she be having her own team right, right off, off the, the bat, bat after being resurrected? And maybe there's a time jump. I don't know. 
it does seem a bit odd. Uh, I've never seen Gene as a leader, also. Um, you know, and I don't know how much I care about the character without the Phoenix Force. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's repercussions with the Avengers, you know, saying, hey, Gene, you're back. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because you would think they would care, you know, and you know, be a little concerned that Gene's back, you know. But they're not that, going to. I hope they have something. And I was also hoping with everything that happened in Legacy with the first initial book, they had the Phoenix Force in there with the Avengers BC. Mm. So I was hoping that there'd be a, like a tie into that. Like this would be going, you know, yeah, towards that, that would big nice. event. Mm. But it didn't seem like they really touched on it. And maybe they wanted to free up the Phoenix Force from Gene for that event. I'm not sure. But yeah, this just didn't do it for me. It really, it, the story wasn't big enough. Hmm. You know, it wasn't what it could have been. So I, I, I was disappointed with it. I could have gone with one more issue. I could have gone with especially what we got in four because I, I previously I didn't read it so I got to read it and catch up with everything what I liked about it was when you were seeing like how the Phoenix has put all this effort into pretty much just make this reality for her mm-hmm. why isn't it like really trying to hold her mind at this point mm-hmm. like Wolverine comes in slashes the um, fake the, the person that died in her childhood yeah. and she just immediately it's just like it's over it's like he it gives well, up and that was and that was struck. the uh that was the avatar and was the avatar for the mm. phoenix so the fact that he just you know knew i think by instinct that this was you know the phoenix force embodied i mean it was a cool moment but it didn't really lead anywhere i wanted more just like a psychological battle for her mind at that point I wanted to, to see the Phoenix Force really, like, I mean, you're bringing this person back to life over and over again, and then to just pretty much let them go after a couple of attempts. I mean, it was it was a big move to bring Cyclops back and try to... And it, but it, so it, it lasted a few panels. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, you know what would have been interesting for me if, since we have Professor X back, mm. you know, and it's not necessarily Professor X that we've all known and loved... Um, at least we don't think it is right now at this moment. Um, it's this Phantom X mix mm-hmm. to have Professor X kind of interact with Gene. Because I don't feel like there's a big enough character in Gene's life alive right now. Because even, yeah, you have Logan, but it's old man Logan. It's not yeah. her Logan. And he needs to go. Yeah, you've got young <laughs> Cyclops, but, you know, it's not her Cyclops. Yeah. So you don't have those characters to really, you know, have those big moments with. And, Charles is the only character that's out there now that they could really have them. I, I would, I will maybe Storm, because Storm and her are kind of best friends, but mm. they didn't really, you know, go that route. Well, she didn't even route. attempt to. No, no. <laughs> step forward. So. They let this, you know, third-rate Wolverine go in <laughs> instead, for lack of better terms. Um, and I'm just done, like you said. I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for him to go. Yeah. So I I don't know I don't I just didn't do for me. I, I'm disappointed. How would you feel if the Phoenix Force then went to attempt uh, young uh, Xavier? Because we have an Xavier that's well, it's interesting had because power. it is a younger Xavier, you know, physically, but mentally it is the old Xavier. Mm. You know, but we're not sure if it's our Xavier at this point, and we don't know his motives. Yeah, what he's exactly. up to. That would be interesting because it would seem like that would be its next pick. Yeah. 
Um, you also have the future, or the, I'm sorry, the past Jean Grey still around. Hmm. Um, I guess in her issues of the Jean Grey book, the, the Phoenix Force did kill her, um, brought her to the White Room, and then, you know, explained that I had to kill you to get you off the grid so I could bring back the original Jean Grey. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how that makes any sense storyline-wise. Yeah, but now the young Jean Grey is back. So she's still out there. Also, what the hell's up with Hope? <laughs> because, you know, in Axe A, Phoenix Force possesses Hope. And that seems like, you know, would have been the next character. And, like, Hope felt like she was set up to be such a huge character. Mm-hmm. And she carried the Axe books. You know, her story carried the Axe books for a couple years and I feel like she's forgotten. I mean, maybe she gets a resurgence at this point. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like maybe we're just going to get the Phoenix Force on its own, you know, interacting. Mm. And it's going to lead to everything that was going on in Avengers BC, you know, which with that legacy book. And, you know, something big is on the horizon. I hope. With Infinity. <laughs> I hope so. Because otherwise, this didn't make any sense to me. Like, I hope it ties in at least with the Infinity um, storyline that they're going to be doing or something. Yeah. And I mean, have we we haven't even gotten a confirmed Avengers BC book, right? No. Okay. I mean, I, I would think you would get at least a one shot because that was one of the best parts of that mm-hmm. that book, the Infinity book or not Infinity, the Legacy book that came out. I because really you want to see it. what the original like corny like. and cheesy as it looked, mm-hmm. you know, in all the ads and previews. I actually enjoyed that a lot. Um, I would have loved to see more from that. So I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. But yeah, overall, overall, this whole miniseries just didn't do it for me. So, Avengers No Surrender? (laughs) Yeah, Avengers No Surrender. Um, I still like what they're doing with the story. I like how they are writing this with the different characters taking over each time. Um, This one was fine. It was... It wasn't like amazing for me. It wasn't. It was definitely issue four of a sixteen issue (laughs) run. (laughs) Um, I like like you said. I really did enjoy the fact that the narrative keeps on switching Mm -hmm. to different characters, and we're seeing the story through their eyes. This time, you got Human Torch's perspective. Um, Yeah, I I I thought it was a fun book. It's a lot of action. You know, a lot of fun action. Mm. Um, I enjoyed just the. Really, the um, the whole like Wanda thing going on there, I'm worried that Wanda's going to come unhinged. You know? <laughs> I mean, if anyone would, <laughs> once she realized that she was the reason why Quicksilver was frozen, she kind of had oh. this look on her face. I was mm. like, oh no, because <laughs> that could be a whole different part. But you caught that moment in there, right, with um, Vision not recognizing Voyager. Oh, I did not catch that moment. Good mm-hmm. catch, man. He uh, as soon, but right before he gets frozen, he's like, "Who is she?" And then he gets refrozen. Oh, interesting. Because Vision would be the one character who I could see, you know, not being affected by this whole like, you know, time manipulation or reality manipulation that's happening here. Well, I'm wondering, like, did she just insert herself as soon as the planet moved? How? Is it everyone that's frozen at this point that doesn't recognize her? Is she doing the freezing? Because we don't know why they're frozen, yeah. these characters. So, I mean, I don't know what sense that would make, but I mean, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Good catch. I did not catch that at all. Um, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I mean, 
I kind of want to see Scarlet Witch go off you know, the rails <laughs> a little. She's always fun when she mm. goes batshit crazy, but I mean, we've also seen that story a bit, so... I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see where they go at the end of the story. Well, we find out during the story that the whole game that they're playing, that these two teams are battling for, is to grab these black pyramid kind of objects mm. that are floating in the sky. You've got the Lethal Legion and you've got the Black Order kind of fighting each other for this power, the source of power. And the Avengers are just supposed to be obstacles in the game. Yes. There's some misplaced humor in here when mm. they do the whole Avengers observe moment. It's, I was like, really? really? It was it was a fun moment. Uh, I, I thought that was the smart choice. <laughs> I actually didn't. I enjoyed. I, I understand the you know strategy behind mm. it, but I don't know. I didn't need them actually crying out <laughs> Avengers Observe. So um, whatever. Um, I didn't like. I mean, I get it. They're the Avengers. They're supposed to save people. I didn't appreciate them having to save the villains. They're, but they're the Avengers. I know. Do that. I I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You know, if it's between, you know, the lives of millions yeah. and a couple of villains, yeah, you'd hope that they would choose the lives of millions. But yeah. Especially if you don't fully understand what's going on. I don't see... Well, a... and then half of these villains are... Re- well, most of these villains, from what I can tell, are resurrected. So, you know, do their lives really matter? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. I can agree with that. That, that is a little weird. But yeah, so but anyway, so you have one of the Black Orders, you know, actually reaching their goal, grabbing the pyramid shaped, you know, object out of the sky and disintegrate. And he disintegrates <laughs> to the horror of everyone watching. And I, I feel like the Black Order knew this was going to happen. Oh, and yeah, he they sacrificed fully. himself mm-hmm. on purpose. So but once that that team of Avengers figures this out lightning who's on the team rushes to the other you know that's because voyager has run out of energy yes, to rushes to the other side of the globe to warn you know the other team don't touch the black pyramid thingy mm. <laughs> so he's rushing so you have a really cool moment of him rushing up who else is it? it's human torch and red hulk oh, red right hulk, yes are all going towards this black pyramid and i thought it was really gonna be lightning who like maybe knocks out of the sky trying to save them mm. sacrificing himself but it ends up being the person whose eyes we've been looking through, the Human Torch, grabbing it at the end and just kind of exploding, or what seems like is, you know... It's a freeze frame, it's so we free- don't fully Well, I know. think in the preview you see... Oh, okay. I think the next cover is him exploding in the <laughs> air. So you're right, yeah, it was a freeze frame, so spoilers. But, yeah, so it kind of sets up, is Human Torch really dead? Of course not. But, you know, during this story, is he going to be mm. dead for most of it? Maybe. I mean, I loved his hothead approach to almost everything in the... Yes. It was good. Yes. It almost felt like a little bit of a throwback. Not not that it was betraying the character where he's at right now. I felt like, you know, you're kind of get Human Torch, you know, back in the day. Where I feel like Johnny's kind of grown as a mm-hmm. character more oh, so. Oh, definitely. I could say that. I also, I'm afraid that it might have come off a little bit too much like how Petro was through um the yes previous issue. yes in his own way you're right um he in the beginning of the book he's talking about how frustrating it is watching mm. you know all the leaders sam in particular you know having to grind out a plan and he could feel them like slowly trying to put together mm. this plan um where reed would just have the plan already done you know in a matter of seconds yeah and you know 
you know, shouting out, you know, commands and just, you know, have everything on the board set for everyone else to do. Um, and he kind of takes matters in his own hands. So, and you see at the end where it gets him. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it was a fun issue. It was. It was great action. Um, and it really has me still interested in the next issue. You know, hopefully for the next. It gives us something to read at least. Yes. While right we're now. waiting for. I didn't realize all the other Avenger books are on hiatus right now. That this oh. is the only Avengers book right now. Like Uncanny Avengers isn't going on. Um, U.S. Avengers isn't going on. Well, that's good because it plays into what's going on. And that's all book. the teams that are mm-hmm. you know represented here. And it feels like this book is going to lead into a whole new Avengers direction, and you're going to get new Avengers books out of this. So that's where it seems like they're mm-hmm. leading with this, which is cool. I'm, I'm up for that because I feel like the Avengers line in general have been dragging. And I need a new years. place to jump on for Uncanny too. So, Uncanny's been fun. I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed Uncanny. That's the one book I'll miss. Um, that's probably been my favorite Avengers book the last couple of years. And it's such a ragtag team. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot of that team represented in this book. So I, maybe that's part of the reason I'm enjoying it so much. Um, I don't know if you're going to get that book anymore. Oh, okay. I feel like they might be, and I could be wrong, um, it, they might be leading to something else. It's going to be like the next chapter of the Avengers, really. So, But we'll see. And maybe that's me just hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with Wade. <laughs> I am. Wade on the Avengers, I'm done. So, but yeah. And we saved the best for last out of the books that we've read so far. That's right. The Defenders. Yeah. What did you think? Um... I, it's it's once again, you know we've said this twice before. Uh, it's it felt rushed. Yeah, and this is kind of uh, Bendis's swan song mm. with these characters, and I was surprised on how rushed it felt. You know, to the point where I felt like it was doing the story a disservice, and I really wish he would have just kind of mapped it out for another writer mm. and just let them take. Well, the I mean, reins. you look at the previous issue before then, it felt like oh, he's really building up to something. He's really going to be this big grand moment with all these different people fighting for Kingpin. Uh-huh. And then... Yeah, they kind of defeat Diamondback like that. Yep. Um, there's this big confrontation that happens. Hammerhead shows up in the alley. A black cat yeah. out of nowhere just blasts Diamondback and he's down on the ground. Which I, I didn't have a problem with that. I just wanted Diamondback to get back up after that, especially like... Well, you've kind of, for the last eight issues, you've been building up this character, so to have him just kind of defeated mm. in a couple pages just feels like a disservice. Uh, like she a also has a character. face turn? Yes, <laughs> yes, to use wrestling terminology. Out of nowhere, because I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man, so the last like, three or four years, she's been on the villain path, and she's been a true blue villain. So for her to just be kind of like, hey, I'm done with this, I want in. She actually offers to join the team. Yeah. It just feels out of left field. I mean, you could say maybe she hit her head hard enough. Yeah, like she had this coming to Jesus moment. I don't know, but it's not really explained. Mm. So once again, I almost feel like it's a disservice to the character. Um, but yeah, uh, it felt very rushed. At the end of the book, you have this moment where all these other heroes you know, show up. Uh, Luke Cage called in the cavalry. Yes. You have, what, the Sisters of the Dragon? Uh, Daughters of the Dragon. Daughters of the Dragon, thank mm. you. White Tiger um, and... White Tiger. Uh, Spider-Woman's there. Not really named, but there. She's there. She was just swinging <laughs> by. Uh, and there was one more. Who else? Oh, Echo. Echo. You had Echo. And Electra. Electra. Don't forget Electra. 
was just in the background and decided to show up at one mm. point. Uh, so, yeah, it just felt like, all right, this is where my story was going, but I need to do this all in a couple issues. Because I think there's one more issue after this that Bendis is writing. Yeah. And then I, I, I've heard that the series might actually be ending, which is disappointing. Because I really would have rather have it, because I like all these mm-hmm. characters, and I like them all together. Um, so I'm disappointed that it's not going to get another shot with a different writer. I feel like there are writers out there. Who I feel like as soon as you start getting the next Netflix series, is it's gonna oh yeah pick the absolutely comic book. There's gonna up. be some kind of tie-in, but yeah, I, I like if this was good because it seems like they're all saying, "Hey, we're all in." Like I would love to see this mm-hmm. team, you know, with all these characters just showed up, you know, working together. That'd be great. I feel like this all takes place before Secret Empire because these are kind of the characters we see in New York mm-hmm. during that period of time, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And maybe that's where this book ends with everything going black and they're, you know, all trapped in New York City. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it could end that way. I feel like that would be a cheap way out. I feel like it might have been written that way from the beginning. Like, and maybe it was just his way of, to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the end of the book, you have Hammerhead warning them about the hood. Hammerhead died in an issue previously and was brought back in that past issues uh by uh the hood which is a great villain who's been underused the last couple years and i feel like is prime for like netflix exposure i could totally see this character either having his own netflix like miniseries or you know showing up in someone else's show you say all that and he's gonna be the big bad of this arc but he's gonna show up in one issue yeah, but I'm wondering if he's going to... It's just going to set him up as, mm. you know, the counterpoint to Kingpin, to Wilson Fisk. Or he's going to be working with Wilson Fisk. Because there's no... Wilson Fisk is, I believe, he's the mayor at this point. Yeah. So I could see the hood. And he has in the past. He was the main villain during the New Avengers run. Well, if he's the mayor, does that put hit? Would that then be after secret empire or would that be because i don't think he was mayor well during. he's working towards being the mayor mm. in these issues but i know currently i believe in the spider-man and i could be wrong i believe in the amazing spider-man book he might be the actual mayor gotcha. at this point so i don't know the timeline's a little screwy right now yeah. so but i, I know that know. a lot of his actions during secret empire helped him get to yes yes and he's using diamondback as kind of mm-hmm. his puppet really so you know diamondback is making these big moves but he's backed by that's Wendell another Fisk. thing i wanted to see explored more their relationship and i feel like that's where bendes was going so it's really just i know a downer yeah. that he has to kind of cram all this story in three issues. I can't even imagine what Jessica Jones looks like because I haven't caught up to the recent issues. And they've named a writer for that. Mm -hmm. So someone is taking over that line. So hopefully he's kind of mapped it out better for that writer so he can hand off the reins. Mm -hmm. This feels like there is no tomorrow (laughs) and they're just trying to cram all the story in a couple issues. I did like how the girl who has the freak out in in the police department, it seemed like she knew something about the multiverse. Yes, and that's a staple of Bendis. Mm. You know, he always plans anytime they're in a police station. This time he actually put himself in the book and the two uh, artists on the book. Um, but yeah, he put himself in there, but then he still has a character freaking out because this happens every time they're in a police station and foreshadowing events that are about to happen. 
So she's talking about the multiverse. It's something that is in a couple of his other books. It's uh-huh. them talking about how the multiverse is all screwed up and yeah. how they Well, he brought back the ultimate uh, universe gotcha. in um, the Miles and Spider-Man book. The uh, Spider-Man book, if you will. All right. Part two of that. So it's definitely out there, and it seems like Marvel in general is moving that way, just without Bendis. Mm. So, but it's cool that he still, you know, one of his final issues with Marvel that he still crammed his <laughs> his little Easter egg in there. Ooh, Seventeen years <laughs> of a running <laughs> gag. I was like, okay, just just break the fourth wall. I'm right? sure just... someone's like put that all into mm. like one page for everyone because I know it happened multiple times. So <laughs> it's a pretty cool. Thing. All right, man, on to the squared circle. On to the squared circle. All right, we've had some decent happenings going on. I mean, not (laughs) rumble-like happenings, but, you know, they're moving along on the road to WrestleMania Mm -hmm. right now. We've got the Elimination Chamber being set up. the first stop on the road. That's right. Um, We're trying to figure out who's going to be going for the title on the Raw brand, who's going for the Universal Championship. Um, So far in the Chamber, we've got Reigns, Strowman, Miz, Elias. Huh? My Cena. <laughs> Cena. Oh, God. I can't imagine what the buy rates would be. Um, Cena. And then we have a last chance match happening next week between Wyatt, Hardy, Finn, and Apollo Crews. I told you, Apollo Crews is winning. <laughs> well, if Elias is in there, that's a total possibility. I mean, yeah. So, worldwide? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, main event WrestleMania. It's Brock Lesnar, and you have Titus Worldwide coming oh, up. Oh God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> oh my God, I would unsubscribe to the network. Hey, at least you could say they did something new. Something I guess. different. You know what'd be new and different? Give Finn Balor. <laughs> Never. You won't happen. get hurt this time. I promise. Oh, I hope. <laughs> um. Yeah. What the hell's going on with Finn Balor? I just. I don't understand what they're doing. So you had him lose last week to Reigns, and I felt like, oh, he's going to win this match. Did he lose to Reigns or just Cena? No, he lost to... Oh, no. You're right. He lost to Cena. Cena. You're right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. He lost to Cena. They're interchangeable now to me. Yeah. (laughs) So he lost lost to Cena, right? Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, because I figure, okay, Cena's going to sneak in somehow. Finn needs this win. You know, you did have that nice pass in the torch moment at Raw 25. But apparently, and oh, and that's right, in the Rumble, he lasted like 50-some minutes. Yep. So you felt like, okay, they're going somewhere with him. You know, they're building him, they're building him. And then it was a good match, but they had him lose, cleanly. Hmm. Um, It just felt like it snuffed out all his momentum. This week, you had him teaming up with Carl uh, Anderson against uh, the... Uh, the bar. No, not the bar. You're wrong, sir. Oh, man. Not the bar. Against, uh... Oh, the Revival. The Revival, thank you. (laughs) You made the name disappear from my head. (laughs) You said the bar. Um, No, that was, uh, what, Seth and Reigns going Mm. against the bar. I feel like Seth has faced Sheamus and Cesaro like a thousand times in the last three months. It's insane. So, um, but yeah, so you have Finn and them tagging up. They win the match. And then they just kind of randomly announce, oh yeah, Finn, you get another chance. I feel like this is his shot. I feel like he's going to get in the chamber here. You know, naming off the... I feel like Hardy and Wyatt are going to be facing each other. Oh, yeah. At the next pay-per-view. Um, I feel like there's no way in hell Apollo's getting in there. 
I mean, I hope weirder not. things have happened. But I feel like this is Finn's, you know, Finn is going to be in the chamber. The problem is, he gets into the chamber. I don't see him coming out winning. Oh, no, I don't either. You're right. But I don't see how you have, you know, your top guys in there and Elias. Hmm. And then not. <laughs> they value Elias. <laughs> they do value him. He's not one of the top guys. <laughs> I mean, He's I the didn't modern think day honky tonk man. Okay. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being the modern day honky tonk mm-hmm. man. But they don't see, like, not with this gimmick right now, you know, big things for him. I, I feel like he's still green. I feel, I'm impressed with him, you know, to come out and be on the mic for that long. So I think he's impressing a lot of people. He's turning a lot of heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like NXT did less with him. Yeah. I know? Like, as so, soon as they said Elias was coming up, I was just like, Yeah, kind of stunned. But, I mean, he's got the look. He's got everything that McMahon likes. So, I mean, but you say that, and then then you won't be surprised when they just push him anyway. If they do, if they push him too soon, I think he has learned his lesson after Fandango. Hmm. You don't have him, you know go and main event too quickly you don't have him beat chris jericho at wrestlemania <laughs> and then he's on fashion files the next you know couple years so i think if they do end up pushing him you know it'll be in a smaller mid-card match but it'll have a it'll be featured mm-hmm. on wrestlemania and then maybe in the next coming years then he'll finally get a shot um you know cena used to rap to this to the <laughs> ring so i mean Anything's possible. Mm. But yeah, no. I, anyway, Finn, what? why is he smiling all the time? What is that about? Do you feel like, have you noticed this? Yes, I complained so, about like, it. So like, why, okay, do you think it came from like someone in back, like, hey, you need to smile more? Or I think, do you it think it came from his stupid selfies that he was taking all the time, and they decided, hey, do it on TV. But his selfies, that's the whole planking thing, right? Yeah, the, the thin flash But he's thing. not doing that. He's no, but he's just, making the same just stupid awkward, face. Just awkward, weird smile. And I just don't get it. Like, it's, it doesn't do his character any no. good. I, it doesn't make any sense. All he has to do is be his NXT character. Yeah. All he really, has to do. Really? He was already over. He was already loved by all Hey, you know why you're not over? Because you're not smiling. Like, I could really <laughs> see that being like McMahon pulling him aside. You're not smiling enough, kid. You know, I really feel like that was a conversation that happened. No, he needs to be more of a badass. No, guy. I agree 100%, mm. but I feel like this was a conversation that happened. Unless they're working some kind of, like, he'll just stop smiling one day. You know, and turn heel. That's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see why you have a faction if you're not a heel. You know, not many face factions make sense. And theirs doesn't make sense anyway. No, they're just kind of buddies hanging out right now. Yeah. You know, they're they're not doing each other any good. They have each other's back, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Bullet Club came out, or the Valor Club, if you will, came out during, like, in the beginning of the match against Cena, right away I was thinking, okay, are they going to, like, interfere in this match? You know, is that what we're getting? Because why are they out there? Mm-hmm. And they came, they came out, they two-sweeted, and then they disappeared. <laughs> They weren't even ringside, so it was really bizarre. Like, I don't understand the booking. Was there any chance while they were there? What? For, like, beat up John Cena or anything like that. Not that that was audible. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I hope, writing-wise, it's leading somewhere. But unfortunately, the jaded wrestling fan knows it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I don't know. I, I still hope to get a three-way match at least. How you many know, weeks? Reigns is going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. How many weeks till Chamber? I'm not sure. I Two or three. I feel like Reigns is definitely going to be booked in that match against Lesnar. But it's whether or not another person gets a shot, like a Balor. Hmm. Like I could see it possibly becoming a three-way just because we've seen Reigns and Lesnar a few Do times. Do you see um, Demon at the Chamber? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Demon during the chain. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Mania. If oh, Mania. Me. Yeah, of course. But um, no, I I think they would have to lead to that. Mm. Like there would have to be a situation where he's getting beat down. He needs to turn, you know, to to that side of himself. I don't feel like that's the storyline that you're getting right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Especially with him giggling like a little schoolgirl coming down to the ring. Um, you know, I get it. You're happy with that. Your friends are there, but <laughs> it just seems really weird. And awkward. It's not even well done. I, I'm just waiting for when Styles ends up on the same show as them and they just betray him. Oh, that that would be great. But Styles, I don't know. Do they turn him heel at this point? Who? Styles. I mean, yeah, he can do it. Oh, I know he can do it, but I don't think <laughs> storyline. He's so over as a face right now. And one of them has to turn. Because the tag team... They don't can... have to even acknowledge any of this. <laughs> <laughs> In your head, but in McMahon's head, he doesn't even know what the hell the Bullet Club is. Come on, man. <laughs> you know it's true. We're having a conversation that this old man wouldn't even understand. Mm. So, I mean, and he thinks that we're just a niche. He feels like the casual fans, they don't care about this. They want smiling Finn Balor. You know? So I'm just happy he lets him be the demon once in a while. Or what is it, what does he call him now? The demon king? Yeah. And yeah. when was the last time you saw that? I think you saw it leading up to like that match that he was supposed to have with Bray. Yeah. But that never happened because Bray got a tummy ache, right? Oh, yeah. Right? And they kind of just <laughs> forgot about that. You never got to see Bray as Sister It's just Abigail been a or... bad, yeah. bad year for great characters, and, too. You know... People getting injured. Mm. Uh, Jason Jordan's now injured. Um, so poor Seth is kind of left stuck in a nowhere angle. Let's be honest. Seth is never stuck. They can stick him in anywhere, they anytime, can. and he will make I it. I just feel bad because he's wasted, once again, mm. a thousand matches against, you know, the bar for the last three months. And it was all building and building to something happening, storyline-wise. At least you hope. And now, uh, sorry. You know, so I'm hoping, you know, I have a feeling maybe he'll be kind of put into the chamber, maybe now that he's free. I don't know. He's not in the four-way, right? He's not in the four-way, but they, since we, because Jason Jordan, as we speak, had surgery today, neck surgery today. I mean, which sucks um, for him, because he, I mean, the guy has a bright future. It Mm. sucks that at such an early age. Oh, yeah, any young talent that gets hurt that way. (sighs) Yeah. So that's definitely going to take years off his career, mm. um, especially the style that he wrestles. That That is horrible news. But I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know where you go with Rollins. Do you have him going maybe against The Miz for the IC belt? Maybe. I don't know where else. Strowman? I, I mean, mean, where are you going? I don't know. Where? How do you book Rollins at, at Mania? I book him fighting Angle. I book him as this mm. character who is... Burning it down. Uh huh. <laughs> you go with the video game angle. Yes, I like it. He burns down angle. He burns down the company. That's right. He's getting upset. He's turn him heel. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah. at that point, he's going to be healed. Yeah, There's... he's better as a heel. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Him as I... a, he's too like I think just naturally whiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I just feel like he's better as a heel. He's better served as a heel. You and feed I... Miz to Elias at Mania at this point. That's what I would say. Elias, you turn Elias face? No. So you how you just have a, a heel versus heel match? I feel like the, like they would accept that. I think you maybe give Strowman to Miz because hmm. you got to have Strowman in a big match because Strowman's not doing Lesnar again. I hope. Well, I mean, you could. I easily see Strowman, Reigns, and Lesnar as a main event. I feel like they've done it too much now. I think they're not. I don't think he's getting in there. At this point, especially after the last two months. Well, Strowman has to have a... They have too many characters that have to have a yeah, big match. They've got some big characters, but they don't have big opponents for them. So, I mean, I feel like you're going to at least give them a title shot, if anything. Imagine. And they're booking Miz is... They're booking him strong right mm-hmm. now. So, it could be possible. He's got his entourage, his Miz-Durage around him. So, it's feasible that you have him, you know, picking a fight with Strowman or Strowman picking a fight with him. So, because yeah. you don't, I mean, otherwise you're going what? You're going, you bring back Taker? Who's Taker fighting? Is that Cena, definitely? I mean, that's that's the rumor is that it's Cena. Oh my God. Okay, now we're going totally off the rails. You know what they kind of were hinting at before he left? Was Goldberg and Strowman. Goldberg's going to the Hall of Fame. He mentioned in a couple interviews the past couple months that he could see another run. I could throw up, man. Yes, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> But I've seen enough of this crap to know <laughs> anything's possible. Do you get Goldberg or Strowman? That'd be the worst match, I think. I've God, ever that seen. would be a match where Strowman. Uh, you know, if you've seen Goldberg and WCW, there's a lot worse matches out there. But if that would be a match where Strowman would actually be carrying him, and not that Strowman's a bad wrestler or anything, but well, no, I get would, that. But yeah. he's carry him for what two minutes. Yeah, they could work a match like him and Lesnar did, which was like maybe a solid eight <laughs> at Mania. But that match served its purpose. It was the best match you could expect out of Goldberg, honestly. So if you want to like put Strowman, he's got to be in a high-profile match. Now, Jericho, and I just remembered this, there was a uh, news item that came out this past week. Jericho uh, was doing some Instagram thing, and he was talking about, you know, his experience at uh, WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, Raw 25 and everything. And he talked about, yeah, I'm not going to be at the Rumble. I'm not going to be able to make it at Mania. I'm booked that night. I've got, my band has a show, so I won't be there. You know, but what would I have done there? And he starts naming matches. You know what one match was that he named? Finn? No. Triple H versus Strowman. So he did. <laughs> So that actually became a news item for a while. Triple H versus Strowman? Yeah, that that was actually like, you know, that he might have spoiled an angle. Whoa. Not even knowingly. And you figure, Triple If Strowman gets after Stephanie, I'd I'd laugh. Well, and that's kind of what they're, right now, they're teasing this whole, like, angle and Strowman thing, and he keeps getting, getting pissed off at Strowman for decimating people and turning over trucks. You know, does the authority get involved? Do you have Stephanie and Triple H? You know, or he gets in Stephanie's face. Yeah, but then what's Triple Ronda H, Rousey going to do with... I don't know. Dude, I'm not even worried about that angle now. 
So. Uh, <laughs> it's the road I of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually usually a time of year where it finally actually gets good yeah. for a month or two. And it's not. But I don't see where they're going. I really don't. Uh, at least we're getting Styles versus Nakamura. Yes. You know, at least we're getting that. That's one match. That I wish that would close out the show, but it's not. You don't think it'll close it out? Oh, no. I don't know. They're high on, on Styles. And They're he, high on McMahon, Styles. McMahon wants fans to go home happy. So with Mania, usually the the match that... He wants you know, people to go home happy? Why did I see Rock Cena like two times? Made because you didn't want to see it, but other people did. Once again, you're not the casual fan. Sorry, buddy. So. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there, baby. I hear you. But, yeah. So, I mean, I could totally see that, you know, ending up being the main event of the show. Just to give everyone what they want at the end. So, I, the only reason you got Undertaker Reigns is because it could have possibly been Undertaker's last match at the end of Mania last year. Then why didn't he face someone that was that was more worthy of facing him at that point. Because he felt like Reigns was worthy of facing. Once again, they don't care about your opinion, Christian. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's the sad truth. Well, no, he should have fought Cena at that point. Cena had to do his little engagement thing. Stupid. For his reality show. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> hey, is there, there's, there's another event going on that weekend, Hopefully. right? Hopefully. Hopefully the XFL will just totally distract him. And <laughs> Triple H will be able to take over or someone who knows what they're doing. And, you know, next year we have an awesome mania to look forward to. And it still could end up being good. Don't be depressed yet. I'm depressed every mania season. <laughs> no, Dude. the Daniel Bryan mania was good. <sighs> that was fine. Yeah. Okay. It was two years ago. Three fine. years ago, maybe. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, um, no. There's another event going on that weekend, right? So you have a ray of hope, WrestleMania weekend, and it's not in the WWE. Yes, there's NXT Takeover. That's shaping up to be a good card. I mean, Aleister Black versus um, Almas. I mean, I want to see that. That that is possibly happening right now. Um, but over at Ring of Honor, we've got Super Card of Honor Seven. It's going to be Cody versus Kenny in a Bullet Club Civil War. Bold move for them to have that event on the same weekend as WrestleMania, but they do it every year. That's right. That's and of course, right. they have a huge match to headline that. That's right. And Cody versus Kenny is a huge match. I'm surprised it's not happening in New Japan. Me too. Since I mean, they started off that angle there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they they got it for Supercard. So I mean, we'll see where it leads. Um, at the end of being in the elite, um, I believe it was the past episode. It might have been the episode before that. Yeah, because I think there's another one with Cody yeah, and with Brandy. Cody. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. But... Um, yeah, Kenny shows up to the Young Bucks store with uh, Coda. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hints at them kind of having a you know coming to terms. If you Golden will. Club. Yes, yes. You know, um, are, are the young lovers. bucks going to... Oh, I like that. <laughs> or just young lovers. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, so do we do we get a new elite with the young bucks, Kenny, 
Ibushi, you know, maybe Marty, and then you have Cody with the rest of the Bullet Club. Do you have a situation like that? I don't know. Where where would the line split them? You, you know, because I think I've said it in past podcasts, you could see almost like, you know, to go back to the late nineties, you know, you mm. have an NWO black, you have an NWO wolf pack. All about that wolf pack. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and the lead is definitely the wolf pack. Mm. Um, in this angle, you know, do you have this like, you know, civil war happening between factions? I wonder where, once again, I keep bringing them up every time we talk about the Bullet Club because they're, they're not mentioned ever. Mm-hmm. They're never seen on being the elite. Where are the Gorillas of Destiny? Where is... They um, did an interview, a post-match like interview where they talked about everything that was happening between uh, Kenny and Cody and how they're fed up with it and they're sick of it. They didn't really say anything much other than that they're sick of it. So we don't know really where they lie. I know, um, I can't think of which one, but one of them did have a mini feud with Kenny earlier on this year. Hmm. Um, and they actually had a match or a tag match against each other. So, but then they kind of, you know, mended fences and everything was okay. So you could kind of see where lines are starting to be drawn though. I don't know. It should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the angles a year over a year in the making. So I'm excited to see I mean, it yeah. finally come to fruition. New Japan's never been afraid to draw out a story. No, no. They're definitely, uh, they like the slow burn. Mm. <laughs> so, but I mean, and it, rightfully so. It's all about what's in the ring and that's great. But yeah, it's definitely not WWE where they're booking for, you know, God, six hours of TV every week. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm excited. You know, I don't know what's on the rest of the card, but it's definitely, you know, I mean, this match alone. I want to get right now, mm. alone with just that match being announced. I want to get this. It's going to sell tickets. It's going to fill whatever arena that they have already chosen. Absolutely. And it will be actually, I think it'll be going head to head against. Oh, no. It'll be going against the Hall of Fame. Okay. I was thinking, I was like, oh, it'll be Saturday. So they'll be going head to head against NXT TakeOver. But I think on WrestleMania weekend. They give the Hall of Fame Saturday and NXT TakeOver I think it's is Friday, on Friday, right? Friday, mm-hmm. yes. So it's a lot of wrestling. Oh, yeah. A lot of wrestling that I'm going to absorb WrestleMania <laughs> weekend. And I will watch it all, of mm. course. And I will be back here complaining about it. So, but yeah, no. We're going to need a sigh counter for that one. That's right. <laughs> How many times Christian groans into the microphone? <laughs> oh. But yeah, so that's that's where we're at in the wrestling world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, some good stuff, some not so good stuff. It is what it is, right? Yep. So before we start our comic book preview for 2018, something else big happened. Something this week. really big happened. That's right. The solo trailer finally dropped. We got a teaser, mm-hmm. and the next morning we got the full, full trailer. trailer. So share your thoughts, Christian. Um, I mean. The more I think about it, the more I've been looking at it, the more I've been watching it over and over and over and over and over and over and over because it's a Star Wars trailer. Yes. <laughs> I'm there um, with you. I get, I'm getting excited for it. You know? I'm getting there. I'm not fully... I'm not sold on it yet because I just... I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic at times. No. If you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> But, um, yeah, cinematography looks beautiful. I'm so interested in the clean... Falcon, brand new, fresh, 
Uh, I can definitely understand why Lando said, what did you do to my ship? <laughs> Nowadays. Right? <laughs> How about Lando? Amazing. Just from like, just, one, just, like, just like, it just looks like they got that look perfect. We haven't heard a word. Um, we got to see him just do his hand motion. That's it. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for Lando to have exactly. his own movie. Screw Solo. Let's go Lando. <laughs> Donald, um, Donald Glover really looks like he's going to pull it off. Oh, yeah. I think so. And I, I have lots of faith mm-hmm. in him as an actor. And with this character, sky's the limit, really. So, um, what did you think of uh, Solo? Um, I wasn't sold. It's just... He has a lot to live up to. Yeah. A lot. I know that he to. can act. I know that he is a good actor. And I've seen a lot of his works and a lot of his films. And he hasn't done bad. He was in Hail Caesar. Uh, he was in a possible franchise that didn't really kick off. Beautiful Creatures. Um, he's, you know, he's he got... He's in Stoker. He's in Stoker. That's right. Damn good movie. Look <laughs> it up. Awesome horror movie. Um, so, he, I mean, he's filling big shoes. And I think that's the main issue with, uh, for a lot of people online. He has to then try to, you know... You know, my worry was that it was going to be an impression of mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. And we definitely didn't get that. But it seems like some people might be annoyed that we did. Like, I heard people complaining kind of about his voice and stuff. Yeah. I I think it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't think we've seen enough to really no. gauge no, how this was going to turn out. No, we haven't. Um, and that might be by design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie's had lots of issues, you know, in production. They switched directors. I trust Ron Howard. I do. Um you know, you don't bring a director and a director that caliber doesn't jump onto a film mm. if he knows that it's a dog. Well, refilm, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But he must have had faith in what they, you know, scripted yeah. for him. So, I don't know. I was excited by it. I love the character designs. I love that there's a grit to it. Um, I want to see that dark underbelly yeah. of the Star Wars universe. I want to see gangsters. <laughs> I want to see bounty hunters. Mm. That's what I'm hoping I get from this. You know, Han Solo is a fucking space pirate, man. <laughs> Let him be a space pirate. And I feel like that's the Han Solo we're going to get with this movie. Because Lando's definitely on board mm. by the looks of it. So, I don't know. I, I, I love, you know, the Star Wars universe. I mean, that's probably my first love. Um you know, and I'm always happy to see new characters. Yeah, I always want to see people playing around in that universe yes. as well. And now they're using, from what it looks like, they're using a lot of his Legends backstory. Mm. So that's the big rumor online. It looks like there was elements in the trailer of that backstory. Um, his ex-wife is one of the characters in the Legends story. Mm. I don't know if she's supposed to be, you know, I think he's too young to have an ex-wife. Yeah. You know, at, at this point. If anything, he'd be getting married. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, I, it's cool. It's cool that they're doing that. I like mm. that they're not scared to go to that well if they need to. Like, hey, there's some cool stories here. Let's use elements of it. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. And I knew I would be. I knew, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it made me nervous not you know, seeing anything or hearing anything for so long, especially with it coming out in May. Yeah. You know, I thought it was actually a December release, like the rest of the Star Wars movies. And I just currently, like recently found out that it's coming out in May. So I was like, whoa, May? 
that's just a couple months away mm. and we haven't seen anything. So, of it's course, you get nervous because mm. they have a lot of money invested in this. So, not seeing anything, I mean, I mean, it is Disney, so they have all of the money. Yeah. So, they can I do mean, whatever the hell they want. But, you know, Hollywood movie-wise, you know, usually there's a formula to this. Like, yeah. you get your trailer, you get your teaser, you get your trailer, you know, months out, then you start seeing, you know, all the merchandise, months out, and then you get your movie. So this I mean, Disney has a that. team that really cares, that really wants to make sure that Star Wars comes out the way that they have envisioned. Yeah. So I, I mean, they had to do all these reshoots. They had to um, fix the film to the point where they liked it. Uh, I, I did worry the same as you. Like, I mean, May is not that far away. No, no not, not at all. And they have a lot of marketing, which they will. They have all the money to do all the marketing in the world. And maybe they're like, we need to get this right before we put anything out there. You know? That's and, what I'm hoping. I'm hoping they, they waited until it was the way that they liked it. Yes. Unlike Justice League. Yes. Which unlike, felt like it could use another six months, you know? You know they sat there, watched that film, and said, we're taking a loss, but... Yeah, it is what it is at yeah. this point. Um, yeah, not to beat a dead horse. <laughs> I'll um, keep beating it. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that horse um, but yeah I mean they've got the money and they know these tickets are going to sell themselves yes. I mean Star Wars fans regardless are going to see this movie you know they're going to do well opening weekend at least I tell you that trailer could have just been that like five second clip of Lando standing there in the pit oh, costume yes. and that yes. would be all they needed the full fur <laughs> yeah, and like exactly. oh my god I was on board right when I saw that but then it looks like they're fighting like there's a fight scene you hear the blasters mm. you know going off and they're like on like some moving vehicle or something going at it I was like oh yes I can do oh, this oh yeah I want to see them yes, yes argue fight bicker yes yes so I, I'm 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 excited for this mm-hmm. um, yeah no I'm let's let's do it <laughs> I want May to be here now, damn it. All right, man. So let's do our superhero movie preview, right? We're going comic book world. Mm. The genre's still blowing up. It's it's not going anywhere, regardless of what, you know, the media wants to say once in a while. (laughs) You know, one movie doesn't do as well. It's like, is this the end of the genre? You know, or superheroes passe. It's not going anywhere, people. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say if Justice League keeps this up, though, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Justice League is gonna get many other chances. Oh, yeah. to keep this up. So Warner after, Brothers is bleeding money. Yes, after their box office returns, I don't think we're gonna see a Justice League movie for a while. Mm-hmm. So now, naturally, we would usually lead with Black Panther, but since it's actually being released next week, we're gonna save that to part two, um, and we are going to just jump right in to Avengers Infinity War. Yes, the Avengers have been torn apart following the events Captain America's Civil War when Thanos arrives on Earth to collect the Infinity Stones for a gauntlet that will allow him to bend reality to his will. The Avengers must join forces with the Guardians of the Galaxy to stop him before the onslaught of destruction puts an end to the universe. That was a mouthful. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, sir. No. Um, This is going to be directed by the Russo brothers. Yes. They have not done us wrong yet. Not yet. Two of my favorite Marvel movies, Civil War and Winter Soldier, are by the Russo brothers. So I'm excited Mm. from that standpoint. I am definitely a little nervous about this movie. (laughs) That being said, um... This is 10 years of storytelling 
you know, coming to a head. Mm. A whole lot of characters. <laughs> a whole lot of characters. I even put down all the characters in this movie in our outline just because it took up like three pages. So it just everyone is in this movie. Yes. Um, and things are not going to go well for them. And they, so, they shouldn't. No, no, they shouldn't. I mean, with Thanos mm. and everything, and knowing how the original Infinity Gauntlet went, they shouldn't. I mean, this film coming to a head is an achievement for like a franchise. Like, there hasn't been, I feel like, in a long time, anything that can, can be considered this successful in storytelling alone so for a many franchise. Stories intertwined. Mm-hmm. If anyone can pull this off, it's definitely the Russo brothers. Exactly. I mean, after what they did, it was a masterful job what they did in Civil War. Pacing, um, character developments, everything that they handled in that movie. I mean, it felt like a comic book, a real comic book Mm -hmm. come to the big screen, finally. I mean, just how the characters just interacted seamlessly. It all made sense. Everyone got their moment. Um, Nothing was wasted. Because so many times in these comic book movies... You get such a big cast, and like some, you in some movies you get like two villains, and you start worrying, oh, is yeah. that too much, right? Oh, they're not gonna be able to handle. I this. mean, talk Spider Man. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, Spider Man Three especially, mm. but they handled that. I mean, that airport battle was just, I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the last, you know, twenty years. You know, as a comic book fan. Mm. Um, this is a lot, though. This is a lot. And the stakes lot, are higher. A lot. Not just story-wise, mm. a lot. Just, you know, the whole Marvel, you know, universe is just writing on this um, with Phase 4. Because this is really setting up, you know, where they're going mm. after this. So if it's a dud, you know, if it's like, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, which in my book was a dud. It, I mean, it had its moments, but overall the movie itself did mm. not live up to its promises. Um, it could be huge a huge downer for the Marvel Universe right yeah. now, cinematic universe. So I'm 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 optimistic because it's the Russo brothers, but it's a huge undertaking. So I don't know how you feel. I mean, I feel like they can handle it. Um, I feel like this has been scripted and planned for so long that I mean there's not much room for them to mess up. You think it's set up like, I feel for like success? <laughs> I feel like yes, it's been set up. I mean, money wise, they're golden. It's it's mm. it's gonna make all their money back. In, oh yeah, in the first like weekend, yeah. But I mean, I do I do understand. There's there is always that opportunity to something up. It's just I'm wondering too because I keep on hearing different things. Is this really a two part story, or is this a you know this is one chapter? And they're moving on it. From what I'm seeing, and this is a weird spot to be in, because mm. we're actually, I think they just finished, re- like, uh, uh, production on Avengers 4. So this movie has, a, Avengers 3 hasn't come out, mm. and we're getting kind of like, Well, you I mean, know, we've been talking Avengers 4. Avengers for... 4, you know. So it's kind of weird to have that going on at the same time, because mm. we're kind of getting spoilers, you know. Like, oh, this character's on 4. So that means... You know, <laughs> nothing really happens to them significantly on three. At least we don't think. So it's just this weird kind of dynamic happening right now in the film verse because you know, mm. once again, it's having films almost filmed back to back. 
I just don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. The trailer looked wonderful. Um, I'm glad they had a sneak peek, you know, a, a mini trailer that happened mm. during um, the Super Bowl. I'm glad they didn't show much. You know, you got to see Cap's new shield, which was whatever. Okay, you yeah. Know? Mm. Um, but, you know, my fear watching is like, don't show me too much. And I feel like they're doing a good job with that. They're not showing you too much yet. It's, it feels like it's almost just like the opening sequence of Thanos showing up. Yes. That's all they're going to show us. Yes, yes. Though I don't need Spider-Man taking off his mask while he's all the way up in the air. Uh-huh. I... I always have a problem when they do that in superhero movies where the, they need to get the actor more screen time so he takes off his mask for no reason. That's okay. just me in action like movies in general. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was why that moment was there, but I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see your character in their costume. Yeah, um, They worked around that beautifully with Iron Man because you get Tony in the suit mm-hmm. a lot of times, so he gets his face time regardless. Um, but yeah, no, I could see that. I took it as like he couldn't breathe. That's why ah, he okay. took off the mask. You know, maybe that was just a plot device so we could see his pretty yeah. face. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, the story's there. They definitely have the story. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not they can tell it within three hours, the confines of three hours. You should be able to do anything well in three hours. I don't know. This is a big story. It's a big story to tell. That's why when they said, oh, it's a two-parter, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you are going to have this team decimated at some point during this film. I thought you were going to get them decimated and then the second film, the second part of the story was going to be the resolution and them coming together and defeating Thanos. So that made sense. Gives the story time to breathe. That's what I kind of wanted with Age of Apocalypse, the X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like the problem with that movie is like we didn't really get to know the villain. You didn't really, you know, they tried to cram too much yeah. story in one movie. So it makes me a little nervous hearing that we don't even know if Thanos is in, you know, Avengers 4. So that kind of, you know, worries me to a certain point. Well, we get Captain Marvel after Avengers 3. We do, but that's a flashback movie. It's a flashback movie, correct. Yes. And we're going to... I think (laughs) there's going to be a lot that's going to happen. We ha- we have we have the ability to do time manipulation with the Infinity Stones. I'm assuming this movie. I still see it as a two part in my eyes. I see this is him getting the entire Infinity Gauntlet by the end of the film. That's that's what I felt like. It just everything that once again we're in a weird place with these movies, where we're what we're seeing from everything leaking out from Avengers Four. It seems like it's the new team kind of coming together. It seems like a lot of people talking and discussing things. You got older characters with newer characters. So I don't know. I'm a little concerned. Those concerns might not mean anything. Mm. It might be a fantastic movie. I just always like these big stories to breathe, you know, and I'm worried that we're not getting that. But like I said in the beginning, in the Russos, I trust, you know, because they've done such a great job. Mm. Uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite, one of my favorite top probably five you know, superhero movies of all time. It's my favorite Marvel superhero movie. Mm. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so we're starting off the movie. We're going to have Thanos coming to Earth trying to collect all the stones. Um, We know Vision has one. Mm. We know Doctor Strange has one. And we know Loki has one. So, they're all there. All the players are there. So, and I don't... Does he have two right now? Do we know if Thanos has two? 
It's supposed to. I okay. So. All right. So, you know, there's definitely going to be a reckoning coming mm. to some of these characters. You're definitely going to see deaths, it seems like. If it's true to the original story, and some of those got undone right away, um, there were some big moments, you know, to say the least. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a big story. You know, and I hope that there's enough screen time to tell mm. it. I mean, what I want from this film is I want it to be a devastating. I mean, that's that's just gonna sound like it's just me. Uh-huh. I want it to <laughs> being be, the heel that you are. I I want it to be bad for them. I want to see Thanos winning. I liked it when I heard like there was rumors where it was like could have been a story that almost focused on Thanos for the most part, mm-hmm. even though I. Audience wouldn't enjoy that, and I feel like oh, there's more... a lot of characters to pay service yeah. to. Yeah, so they might be a little disappointed mm-hmm. in a Thanos. But I uh, like I, I like his story in Infinity. I like I mean they're not going to be able to do that. I would have in, in the Gauntlet, in yes. the original Gauntlet. Okay, I like his like aspect of wanting to win over death mm-hmm. and all those crazy elements that there were. It's an awesome dark story, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm concerned that it could be all wrapped up in one. I I, I would hate that. Yeah. And that's because that, that would go right back to apocalypse. That would, would be how that was exactly. And that's my fear. I mean, and maybe they pull it off, and maybe they do an awesome job with it. And we're like, mm-hmm. this was the best movie we've ever seen. But yeah, it, it is definitely one of those moments where it's making me kind of pump the brakes. I was like, wait, so the story just ends? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is all in four, mm-hmm. and you know, that's where we get the big, you know, uh, her- heroic moments and. You know, they save the day in four and three is really, you know, the Marvel Universe's Empire Strikes Back. And, you know, that's where they're leading us. But I don't know. It feels like this movie is all contained in part three. So I'm still excited. Mm. I'm still going to be going opening day. <laughs> I just have concerns. Oh, I had a question for you. Did you have any problems with Miss um, Marvel or Captain Marvel's uh, costume? I don't think it's going to stay, like, there's been, rem- no, yeah. because I think it's not going to stay green. No. You know, so people are just being stupid about it. <laughs> exactly. You know, the if anything, just likes to be outraged for no reason. If anything, the green parts could just be for CGI effects. That's true. Or, I mean, because uh, Captain Marvel's, Car- Captain Marvel's original mm-hmm. costume was green, and it might be a throwback to that, it might just be for a scene. Yeah. You know? I don't know. You know, people are overreacting. Relax. To it. <laughs> All the art that we've seen for the movie mm-hmm. that they did at you know San Diego was her with the costume that she has on yeah. now. You know the red, blue, and yellow. I don't think you're going to get anything different. Mm. It'd be a huge mistake if you did. So Marvel's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we got Deadpool two, and Deadpool that's not too. the official title. They have not even <laughs> named this movie yet. We've had a little teaser trailer. That's it. What would you name it? Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> Not uh, Deadpool 2. I I feel like they would still call it Deadpool 2, but something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like they're wittier than that. Do we know who the villain is in this? Yes, we do. Uh, Black Tom is going to be the villain. Can you tell me anything about Black Tom? I'm hitting blanks right now. Uh, Black Tom, uh, I believe an Irishman with a staff, controls plants. He gets energy from them somehow. He's a lot cooler than what I just (laughs) made him sound, though. Um, Best buddies with Juggernaut. Okay. So I am secretly, secretly, not even secretly, because I'm proclaiming Mm. it on a podcast, 
hoping that Juggernaut is in this movie, and they just haven't announced him. They're keeping him under wraps. We have not seen anything in the teaser, mm-hmm. really. I can't imagine what they would do with that character in this movie. Hijinks. Yes. <laughs> yes. One word, hijinks. Well, no, one word, bitch. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that's right. So uh, this movie has no tagline. So, I mean, we got uh, Deadpool and much of the original cast coming mm. back, uh, plus Cable and Domino. And we've seen Cable, we've seen Domino, um, just in, like, shots right now. Mm. Not even in the teaser, right? They weren't even in the teaser, I don't I think. I think you see Domino. Do you see Domino in the teaser? I'd have to watch it again. Okay, yeah. It's, I don't it's know. so fast. I know we saw the one, you know, the big, you know, reveal mm. that Ryan Reynolds, like, shot out there. But, yeah, no, um... But yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm I was a little sad to find out that I believe it's Tim Miller, the original director, is not coming back for this film um, due to creative differences. So that's a little disappointing. Um, he's been replaced by David Lynch, and I might be pronouncing his name wrong. Um, he directed Atomic Blonde, mm. and he also was the uncredited director on John Wick. Oh, okay. So he knows how to do action. Yeah. Um, the creative team wise, though, um, the screenwriters are back. Ryan Reynolds obviously is having a lot of say. That's actually the reason why Tim Miller left, I guess. Oh, okay. He was having kind of just a disagreement. They left on good terms, but just you know, on the direction of where they want you know the movie to go. So I'm super excited for this movie. This might be number two or three. On you know this long list of comic book <laughs> movies, so I mean I love the first one. I'm excited to see where they're going, especially with the inclusion of Cable and Domino. Mm. They're both awesome characters. Um, one of my favorite Deadpool books was the Dead the uh, Cable and Deadpool uh, book, where they both were is mm. almost like a buddy cop book. Oh yeah, um, oh it's fun. A, yeah, <laughs> just a great dynamic between those two characters. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm I'm hoping that we get an X Force movie out of this. But knowing that Disney is now going to be in charge of the faith of Deadpool in the next coming years, I mean they they I mean that was the first thing that they had to announce (laughs) when they bought Fox. That's hilarious to me that the internet was so concerned. (laughs) Like that was like one of the first things they released, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, we're keeping it rated R. Don't worry. We're going to do what we can. Yeah. That they were interested in having this more yes. adult-themed uh, comic book verse for them to play with yes. as well. And he can stay in his universe rated R, and he can interact with the other heroes mm. and be more PG-13. He does it in the Marvel Universe. You know, his book They just censor him. Yes. <laughs> his book is a lot racier. We've seen kind of a watered-down Deadpool in, like, Uncanny Avengers and other books. Uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man have a book right now yeah, together. That's what I want to see. So you, you, will, you will definitely, you know... It can work. You know, you'll definitely see it work if they do it right. But I don't know. How do you feel about this? Um, I mean, I can't not be excited because it's yeah, just okay. it's the first one was so fun and was so well done. Mm-hmm. But now when you put Atomic Blonde's director and John Wick's director behind it, I feel like action sequences are going to just go through the roof. And I think he's actually like a former like stunt coordinator. Okay. So stunts <laughs> are like in his blood. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just another whole different aspect to explore. If there's any character you want to see good gunplay with, it's Deadpool. Yes. So, yes. yes. I can't complain here. What, what do they call it during the Punisher uh, trailer? Gung Fu? Oh, Gung Fu, yeah. <laughs> 
So you're definitely going to get some gun fu mm. here. Man, that backfired on him. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Bad timing, Punisher. Ooh. Great, great show, though. Great, great show. show. <laughs> uh, definitely watch it over and over again. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm on board. May's going to be one hell of a month. One hell of a month. That's right. We've got Deadpool, Avengers, and Solo, which we mm. just talked about. So I'm... I, I don't. That's I'm at the movie theaters every weekend, <laughs> pretty much in May. Uh, when is Memorial Day? I forget always. Isn't it like the thirtieth? It's the end of. That's like that's last the end Monday. of the month. It's the last Monday Man. of May. So that's almost every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's gonna be a long month. I'm gonna be broke. Long, awesome <laughs> month. So, Getting all right. my collectors' T-shirts and cups. You know, the movie theaters <laughs> always have those like tin popcorn containers. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, nice giant size Slurpee mm-hmm. cup from uh, 7-Eleven I'm sure one of the films will have you know oh, definitely Deadpool will have one. <laughs> yeah that's definitely <laughs> Deadpool's alley yeah so uh, moving on we've got Ant-Man and Wasp you know I like what they did with that trailer do we want to read the title? oh boy it was we the a formula man okay Ant-Man did we talk did we do one for Deadpool he didn't, didn't have, have one. one okay I, I lucked out sorry <laughs> I'll do Panther. Just say, so next we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right. So next, we've got Ant-Man and Wasp. That's coming out July 6th. Yep. Set after the events of Captain America's Civil War, Scott Lang tries to balance his home life as a father with his responsibilities as Ant-Man. When Hope Van Dyne and Hank Pym present him with a new mission to bring to light secrets from their past, requiring him to team up with Van Dyne as the new Wasp. And what I gotta say is, Wasp looks good in this movie. And I love what they did in this trailer. Um, kind of really playing her up, especially after you know the release of Wonder Woman. Everyone's on this kind of high for uh, more women uh, superheroes at the moment. Why not play up the Wasp? I mean, she's a great character. She's an original Avenger. Extremely strong character, exactly. too. She was actually the chairman of the Avengers for a while. She mm-hmm. was the leader of the Avengers for a while. Even had a, a probably a big resurgence lately in the comics as well, as I, if I don't read. Yeah, recall. yeah. She was, uh, well, she was off the grid for a little bit. They thought she was dead, um, but they brought her back. And yeah, no, she's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. She's actually with the Uncanny Avengers right now. I'm hanging out with Deadpool. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I hope that she gets, like, she's getting equal billing, so I'm mm. hoping that's how it is in the movie, too, where she gets plenty of time in the movie, and it really feels like an Ant-Man and Wasp movie. So, I mean, I hope it's not just Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, know. she definitely outclassed him in the first film. She was definitely more of a teacher than a um, sidekick whatsoever, uh, so right, they'll yeah. definitely play on that aspect. Uh, Hank Pym is a total jerk. Uh, in, in, Which he is in the books. Yes. So that makes sense. He's a total jerk in the first one, uh, and he's totally playing that up in the second one, so I'm definitely interested in seeing it. Um, the first one was, eh, it was okay. It was it was a good family action film. Uh, this one seems to really be playing more with that Marvel formula and going forward. Now, this sounds like it's taking place, not you know release-wise, but time-wise in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's actually taking place after the events of Civil War and before Infinity. Yes. So that's interesting. You know, maybe they Because mm. really, do you want <laughs> your movie after Infinity to be Ant-Man and Wasp? You know, story-wise, um, dealing with, you know, all the mm. fallout from Infinity. So I, I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for this movie. I love all the sight gags that they had going on mm. with the pin particles. 
I mean, that trailer was pretty pretty awesome. Um, the the giant Pez dispenser mm. flying at the car and the mini building. Yeah, that, uh... turning it into just like a little briefcase for him to take wherever. Now, did he install the handle I... and build the building? He's a madman. Yeah, uh... so, but cool moments regardless, mm. you know, and that's kind of what this movie should be. So, I don't know. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be so much of a, like, you know, heist movie this mm. time. It looks like it's going to be more of a, you know, action-adventure kind of movie. You know, I mean, they really... Them on the run, maybe. It feels like Ant-Man 2.0. Like, they really stepped up their game for this one, I think. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I was more excited with this trailer than I was with the original Ant-Man mm. trailer. So, um, and everyone's back on this one. So the director's back, um, you know, and the, most of the cast is back. Yeah, uh, this, I mean, this will be his film. You know, there's no no more talks of, oh, what did Edgar Wright really put into this? What what didn't he put in this? There won't be, this is his film. You know, Everyone we'll was satisfied enough with Ant-Man mm-hmm. where they're willing to let that go now at this point. Yes. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. All right, let's jump the calendar a little. All right, let's end on a high note. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse, December 14th. Uh, In the classic Spider-Man mold, Miles Morales must juggle his high school life with his status as a superhero. That's all we know so far. That's all we know. This is Marvel animated. You know what Marvel has not done well? Animated. No, (laughs) animation. They have not. DC has Marvel beat uh, when it comes to animation. Mm. Big time. I mean, even just looking at like Batman Gaslight right now. Yes. Um, Batman, um, the animated, not the uh, Batman anime uh, movie that they just had come out. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, it's mostly Batman, but <laughs> but yes, but that's I mean goes with mm. a lot of DC, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. That's their cash cow, and God bless them for it because who doesn't love Batman? But yeah, no, I mean they've done animation well mm. from their shows to their movies. They know how to do animation. Marvel, not so much. A lot of their shows and animation are all very kid-friendly, where DC's movies and shows are definitely more edgier. Mm -hmm. Um, Young Justice comes to mind. One of my favorite animated cartoons of all time. So that being said, after watching this trailer, it gave me hope. (laughs) <laughs> that they're finally going yes. to do something animated. This well. is beautiful. Yes, right? Just like even just getting those little comic book frames that just freeze in there for a second. Yes. It was gorgeous. It was a perfect trailer, especially for such a character that means a lot to a lot of, especially a new whole generation of readers that got into Spider Man just through Miles Morales. This is great to see. And even old readers, because I mean, I'm a long time mm-hmm. Spider Man fan, but like Miles Morales is one of my favorite characters the last decade. So I'm really, really hoping that they get this right. I feel like this is going to be another groundbreaking character for a lot of people. Like Black Panther is going to be like Wonder Woman was, you know, to finally have this character who looks like so many other kids who have not had representation in such a long time or ever um, to finally have that on the screen Mm. means so much. So, I mean, it looks beautiful. I'm interested that they're using the Spider-Verse for this, mm-hmm. um, you know, which was a huge, you know, storyline in, uh, you know, this Amazing Spider-Man book by mm. uh, Dan Slott. But I feel like it's just kind of a means to an end in a good way um, where it, 
at the end of the trailer, you see what it looks like Miles talking to an older Peter Parker. Where in the beginning of the trailer, you have Miles standing over Peter Parker's grave. Mm. Backstory, Miles existed in the Ultimate Universe. So it was a separate universe than the 616 universe. So he had this whole world where there was a Peter Parker. He ended up dying. Miles, you know, somehow gets his own set of spider powers and takes up the mantle of Spider-Man. That universe went on for years, thrived, but then, you know, finally, you know, was laid to waste Mm. by the events of Secret Wars. Miles now exists in the 616 universe. So... I'm interested. And Miles, even when they were, you know, on these different universes, Miles did interact with our Peter Parker. Mm. So at the end of this trailer, you do have that interaction happening. So I'm wondering, you know, where we're going. Like, are we going to get, you know, Miles eventually coming to the 616? Are you going to go that far? Are, is Miles going to stay in the animated universe? I mean... I, Hell, do you go clone conspiracy? Yeah, oh god. <laughs> Don't ever mention Clay. <laughs> Especially in the same sense as Spider-Man. But no. <laughs> there is a lot of different ways you could and I, I really hope they, they open themselves to this whole, you know, mm. animated universe. Because Miles is a great character to explore the possibilities with. Um but yeah, I really hope they market this out there because this could be a big film for them. I, especially, I feel like they've got high hopes if they're releasing mm. it December, that weekend in December because that's a big weekend. That's been Star Wars weekend um, the past couple of years. True, because so, Star Wars isn't going to be out there. No, so they must have had their eyes on this weekend. And it's definitely going to probably be more of a kid-friendly movie at the same time. But I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm really, really hoping because there, there's a really... I don't know. There's depth to this character, mm. and there's a really. I mean, I saw Prowler, you know, in this clip, which there's a whole backstory that's pretty, pretty edgy, mm. you know, for you know what people would think of Spider Man. Does this have a rating yet? Because I know it's I don't we're still think so. quite a while out. I, this trailer was just beautiful, mm. though. My God, it really was. I mean. The sound, the the music, like right away, we had to look up the music for this trailer. <laughs> um, so yeah, this does have a really great art direction, especially for what some of the works that they've done in the past. They've done a lot of uh, the directors have done a lot of three D animated films, but nothing has ever looked like this kind of hard edge to it. it has this kind of stop motion almost to it. It looked fresh though. It looked like something I haven't mm-hmm. seen before. That's I mean that's I mean it was beautiful, but it was something new too at the same time for me as a fan. Mm-hmm. So and I'm I'm excited that they're exploring that with Miles. So I mean, have this groundbreaking kind of animation style brought to the big screen. I mean, the closest thing they have character. is the Curse of the Were Rabbit. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Chicken Little. Ever seen that? I've seen Chicken Little. Yeah, same, same animation style. Okay, so. interesting. Interesting. I. I I feel like this might be leaps above where <laughs> yes. Chicken because like, when they came out like maybe like oh yeah uh, five ten years ago yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I was a little tight let's just yes. put it that way so I mean I don't know I don't know like I said I mean I feel like it's groundbreaking animation with a groundbreaking character yes so I I'm on board I'm ready to go I 100%. will be there yes <laughs> I will be there so but yeah so tune into next episode we will go ahead and cover the rest of the comic book 
uh, previews. Yes, it's for a this big year, year for comic book movies. Huge year. Big year Huge for action year. and just in general. Yeah, I mean, we've got four more movies to talk about, and the big one being Black Panther. So we'll be talking about that in part two next week. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week. Another that's episode in the bag. Number six. Number six. Uh, we have a couple shout outs to make today. That's right. Uh, first, we wanted to start off with Not a Clue. We, uh, they, not we, they are. <laughs> We're not on that podcast. We are not. Uh, maybe one day. Who one knows? day. <laughs> uh, Brad and CD, they talk sports, music, movies, comedy. Uh, check them out. Uh, they are on Spreaker uh, on Saturdays, you know, so. Yeah, give them a listen. Great uh, podcast. Great podcast. Entertaining as hell. <laughs> uh, we were recently um, shouted out on Build-A-Band. Uh, they did a great segment on us. Uh, about They did. About my random request to have... Um, <laughs> it was all bass instruments. So basically, you take any like 16, 8-bit game, okay. take the music from that, and have only bass guitars play all the different notes for each song. Oh yeah, that's what I want as a genre. Okay, uh, build you a band. Just, you <laughs> just came up with that genre. Yes, I came up with that genre. Build a band tried to bring that genre to life, um, and it, you're looking for a niche audience, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it'd be of one person, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check them out. It's uh, Taylor and Chris. They're a long distance couple, design and manage bands from the ground up. Sounds like a great listen. Yeah, uh, they are hilarious. I will be tuning in. <laughs> uh, also, we have Real Locker Room Talk. Uh, they talk about all relevant topics, a bunch of other useless shit that really no one cares about, but that's not my opinion, that's theirs. Them <laughs> <laughs> saying this, people, not us. <laughs> uh, their tagline is that is Real Locker Room Talk. Check them out. Great guys, great podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, we have the Back Row Fantasy Show. Uh, they talk all the different types of fantasy football out there. And I'm sure it went crazy over this last weekend oh, with the Super imagine. Bowl. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, yeah, I mean, if you're into fantasy football, definitely give them a listen. Lots of information. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. All right. So um, besides that, what else do we got to talk about? Uh, the music you're probably hearing right now. All right. Uh, they're a great band on iTunes. What are their names? Them Guilty Aces. They're a Chicago band. Uh, check out their website. Check out their Twitter page. Download their music, people. They're going to have a video coming out any day now. Any day. Any day. <laughs> I feel like we've been teasing that for a while. <laughs> but they're getting together any day now. And video work is a lot of work. Yes, that's Christian would know, <laughs> damn it. So, but yeah, give them a listen. Um, awesome band if you like rockabilly music. And then, hey, check us out. Mm-hmm. All right, if you're We're listening there. to this podcast, you're <laughs> listening to us right now. But head over to iTunes. Don't forget about our contest. Subscribe, rate, review. You'll be entered to win a $50 gift card to Amazon. Dollars. 50 freaking dollars, people. Um, with just a couple clicks. Just a couple just clicks. A couple clicks. But yeah, um, you can check us out over at iTunes, and you can check us over on Podbean. Podbean as well. Uh, right. We've been up there. Uh, that's probably one of the first places you can find our episode. Definitely follow us on that. Um, you can also hear us on 12 Ounce Radio. That's right. That's right. You know, quench your thirst on sports and pop culture. Yeah, and they've got tons of great podcasts on there, too. Mm-hmm. Give them a listen if you're a sports fan. And they've got lots of podcasts now like us, too. So they're kind of stretching their boundaries mm-hmm. a lot. 
Um, oh, and don't forget Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can keep up with all of our news on Twitter. We are constantly on Twitter. We are constantly uh, retweeting. We're constantly tweeting. We're constantly talking to you. Any we love questions you. you have, any subjects you want us to cover, any feedback you have. I mean, unless it's negative, then you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> go ahead, reach out to us on Twitter. We're at Amazing Nerd Show. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, we're at Amazing Nerd Show. At the I fought show. for that. Damn it, that's right. <laughs> this show was almost called Six Different Things. Yep. <laughs> we settled it? with Amazing Nerd Show, but awesome, we love it now. Amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we we just kept going. That's right. Damn it. So, but we got it finally. But yeah, that's it for today. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next week with our comic book preview part two. Black Till Panther, then, man. Black. Fucking Panthers so almost excited. here. Damn right. Till right. next time. Till next time.